Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I've always wanted to help the audience take their soul to the next level, so I've partnered with Mind Valley and other amazing free courses on spirituality, mind, body, soul, longevity, wealth, and so much more. All you need to do is go to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Now, today on the show, we have one of my favorite channelers of all time, Suzanne Giesman. And Suzanne and I have, as you can imagine, a fantastic conversation about so many different topics, about what's going on, where our future is lying, where humanity is shifting, the nature of reality, and so, so much more. Get ready for a treat, guys. Let's dive in. I'd like to welcome back to the show, returning champion. Suzanne Giesman. How you do, Suzanne? Uh, returning champion. You cracked me up there, Alex. <laughs> Thank you for coming back on this show. I appreciate it. I love talking to you. I love talking to you because your questions are meaningful and they're deep and it just, it just flows. So thank you. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you. You know, our last couple episodes that we've done together, especially the last ones, really, but people really like it, uh, <laughs> to put it, to put it, uh, to put it frankly. And, uh, and we, we talked about like we got to get you back on, so we have to do this as a regular basis now. You'll be a regular guest, like on I the Tonight it. Show back in the day. They, they we just oh. keep bringing Don Rickles back. You're the Don Rickles yeah. of the spiritual. <laughs> you gave me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna. So today's uh, today's we're gonna just go into the deep the deep uh, questions about the universe, about why we're here, and and Good. and maybe go a little bit deeper than we've gone before. So I think this will be a very interesting conversation. So my first question to you is. From your point of view, what is the nature of the universe and our place in it? Well, first, let me preface by saying that you really don't want to hear my point of view because I want to give you the point of view I've gotten in deep meditation from and not so deep meditation, actually, just <laughs> talking to my team of guides and mm -hmm. to uh, the highest I can go, which I call source joy. So I have these regular conversations with joy. And the nature of this reality is really a projection, like a hologram, from this one unified mind. I love that you have this shirt that says unity. From here, it looks like you have a shirt that's open, but it's your <laughs> microphone blocking the word <laughs> unity there. That at the very deepest level, there is, there is what we call the absolute. That's the only one thing that is real, meaning unchanging. And everything else is sensations, thoughts, and feelings, stuff, STF, stuff that arises in awareness. Each of us is just a, a limited aspect of this one awareness. That's why throughout the ages, people have been talking about God being the I am. I am is just awareness that I exist. And that's what happens when you are conscious. When you have consciousness, you know you exist. So all of us 
share that with the one reality, I exist. So when we realize that we're all linked, it just shifts everything for us. When we learn not to take this reality quite so seriously because it's temporary, but there's this deeper aspect where I'll meet you, like Rumi said, right? Out beyond mm-hmm. all these ideas of you're right and I'm wrong, right doing mm-hmm. and wrongdoing, there is a field, one mind that we all share. I'll meet you there. Then we can find solutions that work. That for me is so powerful. So, how do we get to that field? First, Trust at least that knowing in yourself that there is something more than just this. We know this. It's what keeps us going when we say, I can't stand this anymore. We know there's something more. We know there's something better. That's like the the flower that comes up through the crack in the sidewalk. It it just heads towards the, the light. We know that light exists somehow, but we think it's out here and it's not. It's within each of us. It's that aspect of consciousness that that we are experiencing life through. So what you do is you shut out the outer world. How do you do that? Watch me. There. (laughs) (laughs) It's good, right? It's pretty easy. Shut your eyes, set aside some time to shut out all the distractions in this reality that are just holding you like a magnet to the drama and say, all right, I want to get to know this other reality. You can get there pretty rapidly if you use psychedelics. So I hear, and so I read in some reputable books by people that have done replicable experiments with them, but I kind of choose the slow and easy route and the more predictable route of meditation, contemplation, mindfulness with intention to get to know greater realities you can have that experience. It's interesting because on the subject of psychedelics, I, I've, I have not partaken either, uh, but I'm fascinated by them because of what they, what they, the potential of what they're able to do. And I've spoken to many people who have taken psychedelics, and there hasn't been one yet that has not changed their life completely after doing, a, a, you know, a, either ayahuasca or a controlled uh, psychedelic uh, with a doctor and so on. But I was talking to a yogi the other day. And they said, well, when you take a psychedelic, you're basically barging into a room that you were not invited into. Uh-huh. And you can only stay for a short period of time. Ramdas said this. He's like, I was taking psychedelics all my life and I was tired of coming back. I wanted to be there all the time. And then he met the Maharishi, which was there all the time. So I, I agree with you. The slow meditative wave kind of detaching from this reality. Is and yet the experiences are ultimately the same in meditation you you can string them all together and you that not all meditation is peaceful and blissful because it does stir up the stuff that it's really great to look at but in in psychedelics as i've read the the experiences (laughs) are just much more intensive so you stir it up and you get terrified and you also throw up, which I don't care to do. You know? <laughs> Same here. It's <laughs> <laughs> not purposefully. Uh, but in meditation, my gosh, just about three weeks ago, I remember sitting here across the room in my meditation chair. And it doesn't happen all the time. But I was sobbing with the love that I was allowed to feel. And, and this presence that said, this is you and this is me. And this is this is the ultimate reality. How how cherished we all are and we don't realize that that's so true that's so true 
But so when this is really interesting, when you meditate, you're absolutely right. Sometimes stuff comes up and that scares people. Um, that's when you take a psychedelic, it comes up with force, <laughs> uh, physical, even like you say, throw up and things like that. When, if people are starting to meditate, this is a question I get all the, all the time about meditation. How can I start? I sit down, I think I'm doing it wrong. You know, I sucked at meditation for a decade. Like I just didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I can't, this is, the ego would just get in my head going, oh, this is, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. What advice do you have for people who are starting the meditative process? And if something does come up, how do you deal with it? How do you process yeah. it? Well, first of all, get expectations out of the way. I have a friend, Dr. Melvin Morse, who taught prisoners how to meditate one minute at a time. They never knew what meditation was all about. They didn't have expectations. So they sat quietly for one minute. They'd never done that. They'd never found the silence inside. Do you know that there were people in prison because of their heroin addiction that caused them to commit crimes? And they said for the first time in their life, they stopped craving heroin. They had never stopped it till they started meditating, even though they'd been off it for a year or more in jail, because what they were craving was love. And they found that. What is love but lack of separation, a feeling of total connection. So, so one minute's a little brief. I recommend my three minute sip of the divine practice, sit in peace for three minutes. I have a video about that online. You start with that. You start to get answers to questions that you ask in just three minutes. I would just just really advise people don't expect bells and whistles and sobbing with bliss in one to three minutes, but that's a really great way to start. Noticing the thoughts, notice how the thoughts arise, notice how you can't control your thoughts. So just watch them. And as you watch them, other thoughts pop up and you notice what stands out from the normal thoughts. Pay attention to those and see what they have to tell you. Well, let me ask you then, how can we connect to our higher power or divine consciousness? Is it something that we all want? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Well, if that's what the main intention is when you go to sit in the silence. I want to know who I am and ultimately who's in charge here. If you said that as an intention, show me, then you'll open up to a much greater reality. So don't just sit to be quiet. That's that's what a lot of people do and nothing happens. My whole path to, to connecting across the veil opened up with my singular goal of connecting with my stepdaughter who had passed. So I sat every day, Susan, I want to see you. Susan, I want to hear you. Susan, come to me. That was my single-minded focus. I know a lot of parents with children across the veil or spouses looking for their partner, and they do that. But barring that, what if you said, God, who are you? And you just sit and wait for an answer that stands out from your normal thoughts. If you don't like the word God, you know, is there a great spirit? Show me. Just hold that every day till you start to get something you never would have thought of, or you have an experience that. You say, where did that come from? That's the start. 
Well, I, I want to play devil's advocate here because I get this question constantly. Hmm. Why do we forget who we are? Why do we go through this facade? Why go through this game of having to re-remember who we are and to connect through the divine wearing this meat suit that we're walking around in? That's a question I get all the time. I'd love to hear your point. Well, of view. what if everybody's asking the wrong question? What if it's what if it's simply an effect of getting sucked into the drama that's the external world that's already here. It's a side effect of no longer focusing on the heart and keeping that connection with our higher self, which is us at the higher level. We, we are right now the, the hands, the arms, the voice for God who doesn't have a form or a body. We are the cells in the body of spirit. So we go out on our little journeys as these expressions of source in bodies, and we get so wrapped up in it like method actors. Oh, we forget we're acting. Right? <laughs> we're doing a great job. But then we get in we trouble because we forget to turn backwards or turn within for the guidance that's always here. We're all little Meryl Streep's running around, essentially. <laughs> and Daniel Day-Lewis is all pick. running around. Exactly. Yeah. So then if you're able if 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 that's the case then why do we question why go th why go through this at all is the main question what's the purpose oh, of it now, this is going to really hit some people the wrong way i know it but i had a teacher <laughs> that said if you're not making people squirm you're not doing your job and that's i like i'm a pleaser i don't want to make people squirm but why do it at all why go through it for the joy of it. But remembering, I'm not talking about human joy. Joy is my word for God. So you're God. You're, you're this state of being that is getting a little tired of just being. So you say, oh, I think I'll just kind of stretch a little. And in that stretching, there's a ripple in the fabric of the universe. And then from that, more ripples go out and we have an earthly realm. And we go out and we realize it's like lucid dreaming from God's point of view. And we have this experience, but we realize it's all my dream with a capital M. Nothing can hurt me ultimately. As long as I remember who I am, I won't suffer either while I'm out there running around in my dream. And it's when we forget who we are that we suffer. But if you realize that this too shall pass, but if I bring love into the equation, we'll all get through this and we'll all ultimately return to our true self. There's a lot less suffering. Well, you said something really interesting. You said that we are all expressions of God. We are all these little actors going around, you know, feeling things out for God. And this is a question I get also asked a lot. Why would God need us to experience different things or, or, or experiment like this is a large okay. experiment. So I'd love again, to hear your it's, thoughts. It's, again, it's a nonsensical question. God doesn't need anything. But here's another way. Why do composers need to compose music? Why do writers need to write? Why do artists have to pick up that paintbrush? They don't need to. They can't help it. So here you are in the mm. state of being with so much potential, we just got to express it. Mm. And you flow forth as worlds upon worlds upon worlds because 
it's what you do. You create and then you say, okay, that one worked, that one didn't work. Let's do it again and again and again. Okay, that's a great answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, now, while we're here, there is uh, suffering and there is pain yeah. that we go through. Uh, I always argue that the pain and suffering are the great teachers for me. Uh, they have been in my life for sure. Oh, yeah. But a lot of people don't see it that way. What would you tell the people listening who are going through suffering or pain or loss like you did with your with your stepdaughter? Right. You know, I, at the time, the anger, all that kind of stuff. How do you process? How do you deal with they it? Absolutely. Are every single every single painful incident is an opportunity to grow stronger. I, I you know, it's so awful to say that statement. Pain is, you know, pain is what suffering is optional. Pain is mandatory. I don't know, mm-hmm. but pain. You can't get past pain. It's part of life. But suffering doesn't have to last once you realize we have a choice of how we see the pain. If you're, woe is me, why is this happening to me? This is the bottom line, Alex. If you're rejecting reality, if you're not accepting this is what's happening, now what am I going to do about it? Then you will suffer. It's just bottom line. You and. But when you say, okay, this sucks big time. I can't control that, but this is my reality. Spirit, help me. Show me how to get through this as painlessly as possible. It changes everything. You're not in this alone. We need to remember to shift, ask for help, but accept what has happened. It's real. It's happened. It's rejecting it that causes the pain. It's saying that shouldn't be like that. Well, <laughs> we would prefer it not be like that, but here it is. This you're is abso- your- you're absolutely right because if the tree falls on the car, they, there's nothing that can, nothing you will say or do will change the fact that the tree fell on your parked car. Yeah, and you that- know what? It actually feels really good to bitch and moan and complain. Oh, it does. <laughs> yeah. And, and and so we do that, but then there comes a point where you say, okay, did that now help me face this another way? Um, we the, the best phrase my guides ever gave me to, to use in any situation is, isn't that interesting? <laughs> I had it put on coffee mugs, stickers, everything. And anybody that goes to any of my retreats or, or workshops, I'll ask them, what's the phrase? And they raise their hand. And they say, in, in unison. Isn't that interesting? It works for little things. It works for big things. And it works for absolute what we would call tragedies and terrible deaths. Mm. You just take a breath and you say, isn't that interesting? But in that pause, Alex, is when you now realize I have a choice. I can reject this. I can stay in human mode, sleeping like in a dream, or I can become lucid and say, show me the best way to respond because I don't know. And that's, and, and I really want to dig into this because you, you, you've said a few times in this conversation to ask for help. That's something that most people don't do. They yep. don't ask and you won't get the help unless you ask. Cause I was, I, in, in many ways, this is my, right, my own right. personal experience. Many, times. Yep, many yep. times, my own personal experience is yes, you are getting guided. You are getting helped as you walk through your path. 
But when there's a, you know, when you get to that point in your life, like I was almost bankrupt and I couldn't get a job and I couldn't do anything. And I, like, I was like, until I finally yelled out to God, I go, God, if you don't help me, I'm going to go bankrupt here. I'm going to sign these papers. So you better, I didn't say you better. I go, I need you to help me. <laughs> I, I need you. If not, if you don't help me, I will sign these papers to protect myself. The next day I got a call for a job. Hmm. That was the first time I go, oh, if I ask for help. And so you learned through that pain of getting right to the brink there. Then you ask, wow, that worked. So it's, I feel it's part of, okay. As I said, I feel the guides are like, (laughs) we don't care what you feel. The answer is, (laughs) it is true. It's part of the design that as we learn that we're not alone, that we have help and we remember to ask, it comes more and more and it becomes more natural to us to automatically go higher. For assistance. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. But it's a, it's a partnership. We're, we're oh. in this thing. This, and that's oh, yeah. the thing. A lot of people think that they're alone. That's that part of the, the delusion of separation is that yeah. if you understand that, like, no, you have guides around you, helping you, you have yeah. angels helping you have other, there's, there's a plan here. You're not alone in this. Yeah. That's my awakened way teaching. It's number two. Number one is you're not only human of the three principles here. Number two is you're part of one big web. It's connecting mm-hmm. all that is, not just each of us here, but across the veil, worlds upon worlds. And number three, the creative and healing force with a capital F of all of it is love. You go to, there's really nothing that love won't help heal. It sounds so Pollyanna. Remember, I'm the retired Navy commander. I know the opposite of love. I know (laughs) all that, but truly you bring love into a situation. Love being this awareness of total connection, not Pollyanna conditional love. It will always ameliorate a situation. Well, going on that topic, fear and negativity in our lives is a pro is a problem uh, that we all have to deal with it, it we're afraid and it happens do you have well, any that's because you're stuck in only human mode right so how do you overcome it you you follow the awakened way teaching you say i don't get it i don't realize i'm not only human so you do my three e's of the awakened way number one educate yourself about the greater reality watch more of alex's programs Educate yourself by watching YouTube videos, reading about the afterlife, finding everything you can about meditation. Then the second E is experience for yourself the greater reality through meditation, through any practice that expands your consciousness beyond this reality. And the third one is engage higher consciousness by asking for help, by when you sense something in meditation, you say, do I really have a guide? If you're here, give me a sign. You know, engage higher beings. Pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those three things, they're not linear. It's just use whatever comes up at the moment. Educate, experience, engage. Bring you to that point of knowing you're not only human. And then you realize there really is nothing to fear because the bottom line is there really is no death of the spirit. And that's the ultimate fear. So really, you get to the point where you don't care what other people think, what you believe. I mean, the, my lack of fear in my life is so freeing. I'm it such is. a different person than I was decades ago. Huh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I know. I agree with you hundred percent. When you, when you don't fear as much and you have a certainty of the truth inside of you, as you walk the earth, it, it, it is a different experience. I've been terrified. I've been angry. I mean, I'm sure you've all gone, we, you know, we've all gone through those kind of things, but now you're right. It is a liberating feeling to know that I'm not afraid about what's going to happen next. Yeah. You know, is, is, is the hammer going to drop or things like that? I just go. Yeah. The, the body's still programmed, right? You're still going to be afraid if somebody put a gun in your face or, sure. or, or, or a tiger. Sure. <laughs> and, and you see an accident, you're about to have an accident, you're having an of accident. Course. That's going to happen. But with awareness, you catch yourself and you say, well, I'm not only human. Help me out here. Shift. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I feel that near-death experience stories are so popular because people want to feel that there is something on the other side. And these stories continuously reinforce that, like, you are not alone. It's yeah. all love. It's about love. You are connected. That kind of thing. When you read those, you can't help but feel the truth in them, too. Mm-hmm. I, I remember lying on a healer's table and going in an expanded state and suddenly around me were all these beings. They didn't even have form. They were just present. And I was started sobbing again as they said, now do you remember? And I did, that I had been just like them. All of us have, all of us. And that's why that inner knowing never goes away. You read the NDEs and it's just a taste of home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So let me ask you, because we, we, you know, while we're walking the earth, while we're in this drama, if you will, as we're actors walking the earth, uh, there are going to be people who hurt us and do things to us that are um, in many ways, sometimes unforgivable. How can you cultivate compassion and forgiveness of these people who've wronged us in a very deep way? Take into your sip of the divine or meditation the request, show me who I am as a soul. That's the, that's the next, your next level soul. It's the next level <laughs> up from this one, right? Ultimately, we all join as the one mind, but the soul is our higher, next higher self. And so when you experience yourself in this less limited space, I, my definition of the soul is spacious awareness as opposed to limited awareness while in the body. So still connected as awareness and expression but from that spacious awareness we can see the soul in everybody else so you realize hurt people hurt people if they were aware of who they are they never would have done that so you don't forgive the act you forgive the ignorance of who they are Mm. that's a great way of looking at it without question now, I don't know about you, but in my path, I've learned to surrender. And not, and, and that word is kind of it's kind of loaded because people are like, I'm, I, what do you mean surrender? I'm not going to surrender. Surrender is generally a bad thing. You in the military would understand that. Uh, <laughs> surrender is not a good thing. But when you surrender to the path, you surrender to God, the universe, the blueprint that you've kind of set in front of you, how can we do more of that? Because when I did it, magic happened. Doors swung open. Things became so much easier. Oh my God. Without me trying to, I'm going to grind it my way. I need to control everything. It's not that you don't do the work. You continue to do the work. You have to show up. You have to cut the the wood, carry the water. 
but yeah. where you walk is kind of being guided for you. Oh. How can you do more of that? Well, you start asking for signs when you connect in the in your meditation. And when I mean connect, just trust that somebody's listening, whether it's a guide or 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 some higher being, God itself. Just say, show me that I'm not alone. What sign should I look for? What sign will I get in the next few days? And something will just pop in your mind. Trust that, act on it. Do this repeatedly. You keep getting your signs and you'll start to trust. In my work, I connect with being people who have crossed daily, other people's loved ones. I ask for evidence. The preponderance of the evidence, like a court case, has left zero doubt in my mind that we are connected on multiple levels with many, many beings. So we just completely lost the question, Alan. <laughs> How can we, um, I've lost the sense of the question. Hold on a second. Surrender. How can, oh, the surrendering, surrender. surrendering the path. When you learn to trust and you keep acting on what they show you, it, you become, you come to the point where I say like, are you willing to be like a puppet on the string? Because when you see how powerful these beings are and how they help you, I'm like this, pull my strings. I trust you so much more than any decision I can make on my own. So it's just like, pull my strings. And it's so beautiful. I'm, I've made a couple really dumb decisions lately because I stopped asking. And I'm in the process of undoing it. And it's just because I got these little nudges inside. And it's like, okay, that was a little painful. And I go back to my prayer. May my lessons be as painless as possible. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's when you, when you, when you give yourself up to that path. And I always say to people too, that like, if you would have gotten everything you've ever wanted or really since you were a kid, can you imagine how destroyed your life would be? <laughs> all you want is cereal. All you want is ice cream. All you want is to date that guy or girl. All I want is that one job. And when it doesn't happen, you look back five years later and go, Oh, thank God. I just dodged a bullet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's pretty powerful. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Now, with with us as well, we have to deal with physical and emotional pain and trauma in this life. What advice do you have for healing and processing that in our lives? Well, regular energy work. You're clearing your own energy centers. I have a a free meditation on my website called the 10 minute transformation that people have found super helpful. We we clean our physical body daily, I hope, (laughs) or every other day. And, uh, but how many people clean your energy body regularly? It's made a huge difference in my life. I notice I'm out of sorts. Something's going on in my energy. I may not know what caused it, but I just sit and, and clear using the tools that I teach and ah, we're back in battery again. But there is deep-seated stuff. And for that, I say, find yourself an energy worker. There are many mm-hmm. modalities, but uh, find by, I would say, word of mouth, somebody who's worked with somebody that really sees energy moving and can see blockages and can help you because we have each other for a reason. We can't always fix ourselves. And it shows us that we're not alone by finding somebody who can help you. Now, we we've, I've, I have around me many gurus and Buddha and Jesus and these kind of figures. And, you know, they are called the enlightened ones. 
uh, of self and they're self-realized. What advice do you have for us to walk that path, to get to that place in this life or any other life? Talk to them. They are at this high. <laughs> You're laughing. I have it's a true. class with the Shift Network, Soul to Soul Communication, that that shows you how to do that. It, mm-hmm. it, why wouldn't they still want to help us? Okay, they're not in a body anymore. Yogananda talked to lots of people who are out of bodies. He was mm-hmm. not the only one who can do that. You can do that. We get in the silence. We expand using some simple techniques. My seven steps to connecting with higher consciousness video shows you right away. When you get into the final step of that, you just say, okay, one of these higher beings, you can name one by name. If it serves my greatest good, come merge with me now in awareness and help me, teach me, guide me, show me what I need to know, and then pay attention and see what happens. Now, how can we overcome negative karma and patterns in our lives? Well, that's why you came here, isn't it? You brought these specific patterns and so you trial and effort is how humans learn trial and error (laughs) (laughs) trial and error is how humans learn well that didn't work so well i was just thinking about some things that happen on on the facebook group in our local community and people they get angry that social media lets that come out like road rage right you get behind the wheel Mm -hmm. of car suddenly it's okay to let my anger out Uh -uh. i and i was thinking as i was riding my bike around here i thought i would really love to say to somebody in a loving way How's that anger working for you? You know, but it would sound sarcastic. Mm -hmm. So really, if you just go to your heart, when you talk to people, it'll dissolve animosity in an instant, but we don't realize that. So what did we bring here to work on? That's your greatest opportunity. When you see that pattern coming up in you over and over, say, ha, maybe as a soul, I said I'm going to come in with no patience whatsoever. So every time it comes up, this is my greatest opportunity to say, I'm not only human. What is a better way to overcome this impatience? And then suddenly it's not even an issue anymore because you faced it and you realized it's not your enemy. It's not a problem. It's your greatest challenge. And it's because you wanted to face it at the soul level. That's so hard for people to 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 grasp. They're like, you mean I asked for these parents? You, I asked for this oh, relationship. Did you ever? <laughs> did you ever? Yeah. Can you dig into that a little bit of like because oh. so many people have a problem with that. Like, oh, I mean, I understand heard, it too. I've heard multiple stories of little kids that talk to their parents and they say, "I remember you two sitting on the beach talking about." making me and mommy you were wearing pink and you know and it was in hawaii and they look at the kid and say oh my god we did have that conversation you choose parents for the genetic makeup for the uh for the for when you're going to be born for the physical challenges you're going to have for the interactions you're going to have you you we we don't ever come here, to my understanding, to deliberately harm someone. So anybody who had a parent who was abusive, they didn't come here saying they were going to abuse you. That was an abuse of free will choices mm. that come from karmic patterns of not understanding who we really are. So we take what is before us and we ask, how can we stop this pattern now that I know I have help? Can you talk a little bit about the the generational karma? I just dis- I just discovered about that, where it's like you just said, like this kind of generational, or for lack of yeah. a better word, 
historical karma that's passed along in the DNA or passed along in that genetic run. Yeah. Like, you know, if you had a great, great, great grandfather who was a, who was an alcoholic and abusive. If that did not get broken at one point or another, it's still running through the family. Yes. Well, the problem is we as humans tend to think only this lifetime, this person, me. But what if we really are, as we are, cells in one body of spirit? We as a species are working through not just generational things, but species-wide challenges. So as more and more people face their addictive tendencies, those will show up less and less. We need to expand our viewpoint to wholeness, and we can see how humanity is growing maturing, but very slowly. I just got this in meditation the other day. I asked my guides, how old are we really as a species? Mm -hmm. They gave me, and they gave me a number and they said, you'll see it repeatedly in the next few days. And I did. They said, we're like 12 year olds as a human species. So no wonder, you know, we used to be, you know, (laughs) killing each other. Right. You know, and, and, but we're at least that, but we're in puberty. And and it's just no wonder there's so much tumult, but we're growing. And so the goal is to totally grow up so that we treat each other with respect and love. So I know I got off the topic of karma a little bit, but it's what propels us to evolve individually and as a group. So what do you see in the coming years for this 12 year old? (laughs) We'll continue growing up very rapidly. Is that what's rapid, happened? But but it's chaotic, isn't it? Adolescence yeah. is extremely chaotic. And so I don't see the chaos lessening immediately at all. But as individuals remember who we are and come from a place of love, there's definitely hope for us. There's no doubt about it. Because yeah, you kind of have to go through this kind of icky stuff to grow. I mean, puberty sucks. Oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes life here sucks and I went off the planet too. It's not that you, you awaken and everything is glorious, but you have, you have a release from the pain and that's a relief valve is just a few deep breaths, some silence, shut out the drama for a few minutes and say, who did I really sign up for this? I know we can handle this. So let me ask you, we're talking about karma and, and generational karma and things. Can we touch a little bit on past lives? One qu- first question is, why do we forget, which I get asked all the time, why do we forget about our past lives? Why can't we touch upon the, the, the knowledge we gained on those past lives and so Here's on? Here's an answer I've never given, but it just downloaded real fast. Because if you got it right then, you wouldn't have come back to work on some more things, right? Why Don't focus on the past life. You're here now for this life. Ram Das says, be here now right? It it can give you some insights into why certain propensities have carried over into this life, but really work on what's right here and now. Well, did you, have you ever in, in all of your spiritual travels with your guides have ever gone back into your past life or know about your past lives? I, I didn't used to believe in the power of past life regression. It's not my forte. It's not my focus, but my guide actually showed me a life that he and I experience together. We weren't in any kind of relationship, but we worked together. He gave me historical facts. He pointed to a birthmark on my body that I was able to validate was an injury by this person that he told me I was. It explained so much in this life. I don't share the details 
at all, other than to say my husband and I were, as they say in England, gobsmacked. It was just details of historical events we couldn't even have known. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And there it was. So whether or not that actually happened doesn't matter. It was incredibly eye-opening and explained a lot here. So use it. And that's another really great point is, you know, I'm sure you get a couple of comments on your videos here and there that are not the most positive. Uh, A couple here and there. But the the my, let my just, whole f- let, me, let me just comment on that i used to let it get me knocked off oh, balance yeah. and then i realized i have no control of over 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 other people's comments and why would i let that even bother me so i'll go on a video and i'll read maybe 10 comments and just get a feel is this helpful did i complete and accomplish my mission great then i'm not going to give weight to those who are seeing it from a different angle. Are they wrong? Are they bad? No, that's their unique perspective. We can't mm. all see from the same perspective. Well, the reason I was saying this is because you said something really, really important. I hope people listen to it. Even if you're liking what we're talking about or not liking what we're talking about, you're still here, so you're curious in <laughs> one way, shape, or form, is that if there's anything that resonates with you on a vibrational level or on a deeper spiritual level, use it. These near-death experience stories, are they real? Are they made-up stories? It's pretty weird if it's all they all use the same source material. Yeah. But it makes people feel good. It makes them feel more comfortable. Use it then. Yeah. I had a physicist emailed me. He said, I'm, I have a massage therapist who keeps talking about these things called chakras. And she wants me to work with my chakras. Well, my 10-minute <laughs> transformation is about the chakras. And he said, I can't find any proof of these things online. And I wrote back to him and I said, and you won't. We don't have instruments to to test them, but the the proof is in the using. Do my meditation. Do what she says. Notice how you feel beforehand. Notice how you feel afterwards. Is it better? Then okay. Like you said, use it. Yeah, exactly. You won't. And you won't. I love that. And you won't find it. But (laughs) yeah. They've been talking about it for a few years now. So something's happened. (laughs) (laughs) My husband, he'll he'll come up to me and he'll say, he'll look at me and he'll say, do you need to go clear your chakras? And I'm like, that bad, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That is very funny. Now, so so many of us have, I think one of the biggest problems we all have and all face in this life is the voice in our head. The negative Nelly, if you will. Oh, watch negative. it. I have a lovely little dog called Nellie, and she's a, uh, a negative voice. But... Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but that that negative voice, that monkey brain that is so critical, that critical voice inside of us that stops us. And is, do you have any advice on how to yes. quiet yes, that? Yes, 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 yes. Love it to pieces, that little voice. You reject it. It's going to keep coming back. Why? Because it's a cry for love. Everything that people do. That is, that makes feels like this is a cry for love. We all just want to be loved. That's all anybody wants. Even people that kill other people is a cry for attention, a cry for something in them to feel better, which is perverse. So that little voice in your head that's that's saying negative stuff, you say, it's okay. What do you really want? 
what does this being really want or need in this moment? I don't really think that thought is helpful, but I hear you. What's underneath that? You face your thoughts with kindness and curiosity. Instead of pushing it away, you're going to reveal some stuff. And once you face it, it no longer has to come up anymore. And you'll notice that little negative voice just doesn't come up anymore. Yeah, it's, I treat it really is true. I treat I treat mine like a child, and I'm like, okay, that's nice. Just yeah. sit in the back seat. I I got it. And I'm gonna thank you for your opinion. We're gonna keep yeah. moving on. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. I but I treat but nice. I tr I try to treat it with love, and not you know that because before you try to fight, if you fight it, it you lose. Yeah, uh, because you're it's just different. But if you accept the you get accept the thought that comes in through you, like oh, okay, that's that's you again. Okay. Thank you. I'm good. And let's move yeah. on. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. not easy because it, that, it, and it's ego. Isn't that mostly ego? Well, yeah. When, when you define ego as separation consciousness, I'm mm -hmm. it's, I'm separate from everybody else. Now I don't feel safe. I don't feel loved. The ego need wants you to perpetuate that because it remains in separation when really what we're seeking is wholeness. That's the underlying reality, wholeness. So is that why when we find a loving relationship, it is a small glimpse into the love that we feel on the other side, this massive language of love, if you will? Yeah, that's that lack of separation. Suddenly you're so connected. You want to be with them all the time. <laughs> oh, we have everything in common. I'll overlook the things we don't have in common. I love you so much, right? And then over time, those things you don't have in common come up and there's the separation. You're no longer feeling the wholeness. When if you can realize there's an even greater wholeness around the two of you, like where's my little coin here? Yin and yang, right? This is a partnership. So they may be completely opposite you at times, but you make up one whole. So maybe they're not supposed to have everything in common with you. Yeah, I heard Wayne Dyer said, he's like, oh, yes, when you see a relationship, everyone's, I love you. I love you. Oh, you're the best. Oh, yeah. I love soup. You love soup. I love this movie. You love this movie. He goes, I give him two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's so true. But I think that when you're looking for that partner, if you want to say romantic partner, you're. it's better to be opposites in many ways, but have core understandings that are together. Because if the core understandings are not like... In a yeah. deeper way, like That's just right. mor morality and certain things like that that are core to the person. But you know, one per one person could be PC, one person could be Mac. But if they both have the core, they can they can coexist. <laughs> That's right. And the thing I I shared this teaching on a, I do channeling sessions for charity every once in a while. I have one coming up at the end of April, and I, in that one session, I shared that you know if you leave a partner because there are things about them that bug you, that thing is going to come up in future partners because it's a, it's here for you to learn. It's that karma thing. And when that session was over, the, the head of the charity we were supporting offline, she said to me, Suzanne, I'm about to get divorced for the third time. I think I finally get it. <laughs> Good. She says, you're right. The same issues in every guy. Maybe it's not the guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at a certain point. Now, for someone who's just starting their spiritual journey, do you have any advice on how they can 
begin this this journey of spirituality to look inside to connect with source if they're just starting out and really don't have the wealth of information that you have or knowledge it comes back to those three e's we talked about but find yourself a community too like the the people that follow my work we have a beautiful facebook page and monthly webinars and and a lot of people feel they're alone that nobody else is going through what they are and they and they think they're the only one feeling this way and you find out by conversing with others that uh it's a beautiful journey and it's so much fun to share the synchronicities that start happening all the time, the magical moments, the wonder and the awe of it. So share what's happening and you'll find people love to talk about this. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let, let me ask you this because I found this in my life as well, that you, I mean, you came out of the spiritual closet, as they say, uh, from a very interesting background to say the least. Um, now, do you find people from your past every once in a while will reach out to have private conversations about this woo-woo stuff? Oh, but yes. Publicly, just, they can't. Yeah. <laughs> I just interviewed Dr. Kari, Connie Mariano on my podcast. She was the White House doctor for nine years, a retired Navy admiral, and I outed her from the woo-woo closet. She was at least at first a little awkward. And I said, well, what did you expect coming on my radio show? <laughs> you know, But uh, yeah, I have a couple colonel friends who are very much into this. And I've, I've pretty much lost touch with, with most of my colleagues just because of time. Sure. But I would probably be surprised, or not surprised, sorry, not surprised to find that they're interested because we all are. At a deep level, this is, and I th and you see more of this more and more now from, from the moment that you started this work to now, how much broader of interest is there in this kind of stuff? Oh, no doubt about it. And certainly as every one of us get a little older and the focus turns from family and career to what's next, then we really open up. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's one thing when you're 12 or 15 or 18, you don't think about these things. When you're knocking on the door, <laughs> not that we are, but as you get closer, every year that goes by, you're like, I wonder what's what's next. You know what's really awful? I was joking with somebody. Zoom takes away every line on your face. Yeah. You look fantastic. You look fantastic. Yeah, but it's not so in person. There are a lot of little lines here. <laughs> So you we're put knocking the on the door filter. maybe a little more, more than you know. <laughs> I, I get my publicity photos updated every two years at the most because I never want to be that person when they meet me in person and say, oh, my God, how old is her photo? It's like it's like the old the old uh, the old adage in, in Hollywood. You never look at a headshot because uh, you never you never like when you're doing a casting, you look at a headshot, you're like and then you see the person walking. You're like, is this what, 10 years ago? Like, are you like. What? Now, see, now we've just slipped into the drama and it's fun. And this is why Joy is here for this. The humor is part of it all. It's part of the whole journey. Is there humor on the other side? Because spirituality seems to be so serious. Oh, they always Oh, think. there is. There is. My book, Wolf's Message, you know, he he's Wolf Across the Veil is the one that told me, write the book of my story. And I said, if I'm going to write this book, I need a really big sign because it would have to be a little book like that one by Mitch Album. And two hours later, I open my mail and there's a book from his parents by Mitch Album. 
And I could just feel the cross mail going, good one. <laughs> you know? Oh, yes. There's, there's fun and humor because it's a high vibe. They want us to balance the pain with joy, the human joy. Underneath it all is the joy of knowing this is not all there is. There is bliss. There is connection. We are truly all one being, separate for now in appearances only. Is What is the most important message or teaching that your guides have for humanity? I think I just shared it with you. <laughs> that last one, huh? Mm-hmm. But let's just ask. The most important teaching for humanity? It, in the moment, what comes up is you are not alone. Yeah, it is, it, it, that's so important because all of our problems stem from us thinking we're separate. Yeah, and and so it's it's a, like a multi-level question right, or answer. We're not alone at this level, but we have help and guidance on the other we, side. Reach out for it. Yeah. What do you on the other side? Who is because people ask all the time? Who is on the other side helping us? I mean, besides, like, there's we've heard the spirit guides, angels relatives what what who are who's this legions, team legions of angels and the masters they need us light workers people who have awakened to get the word out if we're going to evolve now ultimately like i said to source it it's not going to affect source but we don't want this to be a failed experience right we want to succeed. And the angels, hurrah, they're cheering us on, so they're going to help us, the, well, all the masters. And let me ask you about angels, if you don't mind, because originally it was like when I heard the term angels, I was like, oh, God, this is way too woo-woo. This is way too woo. But then as, as I've gone through the show and I've spoken to more and more people who interact with angels and the concept of an angel and doing my own research on on this on this idea of angels, um, it seems so much more powerful than they were. What is their part in this whole puzzle okay. piece? First of all, I have to tell you, I'm exactly like you. I didn't even believe in angels. And they have just proven themselves over and over. I highly recommend anybody that's interested, watch my video, Archangel Michael is Real. It's my most popular video. People love him mm -hmm. with good reason. It, it just left zero doubt in my mind. Zero. In my military mind, Archangel Michael is real, and it will definitely whoop, give you goosebumps and open your mind as well. They look, think of it of ability to help larger and larger groups. You have a spirit guide. Everybody has a main spirit guide. They're assigned to you for life. They know every everything about you. That's a small focus. Then you have, certainly your soul family's looking over the whole family. Then you have angels that are helping large groups of people. And you have the archangels that can help all of humanity at once. It's mm -hmm. like that. It's a hierarchy, but they're the first to tell you nobody's more special than another. All creations are equal. Just a greater ability to influence others. And the ascended masters also play a part in that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, Yeah, Absolutely. You yes. know that. I said that was one of those, I'll ask it because I'm doing the interview. Oh, no, 
<laughs> a lot of a lot of these questions I ask because I'm doing an interview, but I do yeah. know the answers because I've had these conversations before with you and with others. But I, it's just I but ask these. Can I make that point though? It's so yeah. much more conversations when you sit in the power, the life force, and you sit in this state of expanded awareness. It's so much more than a conversation. My prayers that everybody may may it be your experience of truth. May you personally experience intervention in your life of yes. higher power. It changes everything. Ask for it. I mean, this I, I go like this. I did. I do this at least once once a week. Bring on the miracles, and I mean yeah. it sincerely from my heart. And they come one after another. Uh, look, you, you want to talk about a miracle? This shows a miracle that I like. You you are a miracle. Coming from your background and me coming from my background to do this kind of work is like, what? <laughs> like, what is, are you serious? I'm sure when this all started, you were like, this, no, not me. <laughs> I was just excited. I just, it was so beautiful. And the ability to serve others and help others yeah, find yeah. peace and joy and love and happiness that's right here. Oh my gosh, what a blessing. It's a, but it is a miracle, truly. Because if you, if someone would have told you this five years prior to the awakening, or five years prior to me starting this show, I wouldn't like. I you don't are think out so. of here. <laughs> uh, whatever you're smoking, I don't want any. <laughs> uh, now, Suzanne, I'm going to ask you a few questions. To ask all my guests. Uh, what is your definition of living a fulfilled life? That would be finding your passion and sharing it with others. If you had a chance to go back to the little girl that used to be you, what advice would you give her? Don't depend on anybody outside you to love you. Know you are so very loved. How do you define God? Mm. Total and absolute unity, like your shirt. And um, what is the ultimate purpose? God is not a shirt. <laughs> Someone <laughs> said that. <laughs> that feels so flat, doesn't it? God is it's just so indescribable. So the, the, the answer would be different every time you asked. And I will ask the same question to you every time you're on the show. So we'll find different answers. <laughs> and what is the ultimate purpose of life? To be the presence of love. This life here in a body. The presence of love is the expression of God. And one other question that just popped into my mind, do we learn on the other side and do we come here to learn more accelerated? Yes. Or is, are, is, that the, yeah. is that the answer? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Learning continues across the veil. I see it all the time when I do readings and connect with loved ones. They'll go like this. My eyes have been open. You won't even recognize me when you get over here. Not everybody's like that. Some people are moving really slowly across the veil. It's their choice. It's always a choice. And then it's a choice to come back here because, yeah, it's so much faster through the trials, the challenges. And uh, there's a, you're, you're doing a cruise, I hear, uh, a special ah. cruise. Are you doing? Oh, Can you talk a little excited. bit about this? Tell us about the cruise you're doing. Here's the Navy officer. And most people don't realize I only went to see 10 days out of 20 years. I was a, a shore 
serving officer. My husband was a ship's captain. So I had to retire to go to sea in my sailboat. But now uh, I've been asked to lead a cruise to Alaska in August. And we're calling it the Awakened Way Cruise, where I'm going to take all of these teachings and 14 hours during those eight days, seven nights at sea, we're going to gather in the main theater and we're going to do teaching, guided meditations. I'm going to channel my guides. And actually, Alex, the last three weeks in meditation, I've been getting these downloads and my conversations with Joy that are having me completely rewrite what I thought we were going to talk about. It's the latest and greatest teaching from spirit with incredible practical tools. And this beautiful group of kindred spirits that just love to get together and talk about these things, but to do it in Alaska with that scenery on a cruise ship, are you kidding me? It's going to be amazing. And they still have plenty of room. So come along, come to see. And what's the day? What days are Uh, August 12th to 19th. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Really, really cool opportunity. I will put the I will put a link in the show notes in the description of the video for people who are interested. And where can people find out more about you and the amazing work that you and your guides are doing? Right on my website, SuzanneGeesman.com. Also encourage you to download the Awakened Way app, which is free, daily inspiration from spirit, everyday updated, beautiful with a little oracle button on there. It's really fun. All kinds of good stuff happening. And do you have any parting messages or your guides have any parting messages for the audience? You're not, this is a new one. It just occurred to me. You're not stuck in the rut. It doesn't matter what your patterning, your programming, your conditioning has been to this point. We can change in an instant with the intention and asking for help. And to set the intention to come from a place of love as often as possible will change your life faster than anything you can imagine. The doors will open. So know that you're not alone and you have help and use it. Susan, it is such a pleasure talking to you and the guides so much. Uh, you are welcome back anytime. We will have you back before the year is out, I'm sure. Yay. Uh, but I appreciate you so much. And thank you for the amazing work you're doing in the world to awaken. Thank you too, everybody. Alex. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank Suzanne so much for coming on the show and sharing all of her amazing knowledge with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, including how to get a free masterclass on how to connect with your loved ones on the other side and how to channel taught by Suzanne, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 274. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.